The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. With life, family, health, and finance pulling us in every direction, we lose connection to the real self and the intuitive voice that guides us forward. We leave our dreams behind and wonder why we're not living a better life. Welcome to the show that will put you back on the path that you need to be on. Welcome to Living the Best You with Janice Darrow. Through the guidance from Janice and her guests, our intention is that you'll be inspired and have greater clarity to live a more harmonious life. Now, here is Janice Darrow. Hi, my name is Janice Darrow, and I am your host for Living the Best You live internet radio at voiceamericaempowerment.com. And we've been uh, starting the shows with what I call a reflective exercise. And so if you could just take a minute, if you're in a quiet place, and close your eyes. And uh, take a deep breath. Feel that breath going deep. And with an exhale, just release the stress of the day. Just feel yourself settling into your body. And feel that preciousness of the authentic you that is right underneath all of the other messages that you continually get. Just feel and breathe deeply into that preciousness that's you and just love that part of yourself up, that authentic uniqueness of you. And as you're feeling compassion for yourself, just breathe in and feel that compassion just growing bigger inside your heart and your being and just bubbling out and just feel that compassion, that love bubbling and touching everyone around you and going out beyond that to the world. Take another deep breath in and release, exhale all the stress and just feel that preciousness throughout your day And know that that preciousness of the authentic you can and does love people, have compassion around, and radiates out and touches the lives of yourself and others. Okay, and um, with your eyes open, um, welcome to the show. And while we're this warm, fuzzy, loving place, I'd like us to just send love um, to those that have been impacted by the Boston Marathon bombing a year ago yesterday. Uh, Quite a few people were injured, uh, 264 people were injured, uh, losing limbs. And last week we talked a lot about grit. And uh, when I was looking at a lot of the videos and a lot of the of the um, news yesterday regarding a lot of the, the, the victims, the people who have survived. Um, the grit, the amount of perseverance and passion to rebuild their life just really came out so strong. So let's just send compassion and love to, to those 
to those who have lost loved ones and to those who have been a part of being affected by that. Thank you. So um, last week we talked about grit and cognitive reappraisal and um, I did get a question through the email that I did not get. Uh, this question is from Jamie from New York. Uh, if Jamie, if you're a listener today, I apologize I didn't get to your question so we'll, we'll address that question today. Um, so Jamie stated that uh, that what I what I talked about is grit can't be taught. And I'm gonna for those who didn't listen to last week's show, I will go a little bit about what grit is. Um, but the question is, is it possible to teach cognitive reappraisal? And what he goes on to say is, it sounds that this is what creates a gritty p- person. And we talked about grit not being able to be taught in the education system, or that is difficult because grit really is about passion and perseverance. And the education system, the way it's set up right now, is a reward system about external motivation. And with grit, it's more of an internal motivation. Um, So it can be taught if there was more of a focus on each individual, what brings passion to individual people. So to answer your question, it's not that it can't be taught. It's just the way the system has been teaching, it's not the best way to teach grit. Um, but cognitive reappraisal, I really love this question of yours because it's an excellent question, is really about changing your attitude um, about the situation's meaning. So looking at a problem from different angles. And what they found is that people who um, had more success in life were able to change their attitude during really tough times. They saw it as more of a positive or as a learning experience instead of a, a defeat or a failure. And yes, the education, uh, teaching kids in school, cognitive reappraisal, looking at life through different angles more positively and finding multiple solutions to a problem is definitely, I think, um, very possible and it is occurring probably in many classrooms today. So thank you for your question. That That's wonderful. So we um, have this fabulous guest on our show today, <laughs> uh, Jennifer Wilkoff, who is, uh, talk about grit and cognitive reappraisal. She is living proof of how changing your attitude about a situation can alter the experience of your whole life. And Jennifer's, through Jennifer's grit and passion uh, for communications, led her to being the number one radio show host, executive producer, number one international best-selling, award-winning author, international key speaker, and award-winning freelance writer, successful book business consultant, and entrepreneur. And along while she was having a lot of that success, she survived being incarcerated in one of New York's and nation's most violent prisons, Rikers Island, after inappropriately being told to plead guilty to a crime she did not commit by an attorney who mishandled her case. So if anybody knows about grit and cognitive reappraisal, Jennifer knows what it takes to live the life you love in the face of any challenge. She loves to inspire audiences everywhere with insights, knowledge, and wisdom she has gained. And Jennifer's empowering message resonates with audiences everywhere, and that is you have the right to remain fabulous under any situation, circumstance, or condition. So we are honored to welcome fabulous Jennifer Wilkoff to our show. So welcome, Jennifer. Hi, Janice. It's such a pleasure to be with you today. 
Yeah, well, I um, I have been, the more I read your story, the more in awe and uh, wonder I am in, in of, of really your true grit here. Um, so one of the things that uh, I've, there's a lot I want to talk about, um, but since we're talking about cognitive reappraisal right now, I'd like to start out with that because what I did read was when you knew that you were going to go to prison, you did a lot of preparing um, to change your attitude, to really prepare to create a successful situation before you even went there. So could you speak a little bit about this, uh, how you were able to shift your mind into, okay, this is what I'm in it, what's going to happen? Yes. It was a very confusing time, and there was a lot of, there were a lot of questions that I had we couldn't find any information about Rikers Island, about the prison, about anything uh, relating to this. And we being, me and my mother and friends, we were all trying to understand what was or what it looked like was going to happen to me. And so I actually called a friend of mine who at that time was my Aikido sensei, Don Cordoza, at the Wellness Resource Center in Massachusetts. And I told him what was going on, and he said, I want you to come up to the dojo. And so it was really helpful for me because I'm one of those people where if I'm going into a situation, um, I want to know as much about it as I can. I want to be prepared so that I understand what I'm going to face. And then I can decide how I'm going to feel about it and what I'm going to do about it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I think for many of us, we oftentimes find ourselves in situations and then have to sort of figure that out on the spot, which is Mm -hmm. part of life. (laughs) Yes. But, you know, there are other things where I was fortunate, I guess you could say fortunate, (laughs) in understanding what was about to occur, and the chances were pretty high that that was going to occur. Wow. And it really felt very much out of my control. Mm-hmm. And I was really looking for some grounding and some way to really wrap my head around not only what was happening, but what was I, how was I going to respond to it? And I really didn't understand. And oftentimes what happens when we're confused or we don't understand, we want to say, no, I don't want to do that. And that's a human and natural response. But in this particular situation, I couldn't say, no, I don't want to do that. It was going to be done whether I wanted it to be done or not. And so from that standpoint, what I did on the preparation side was I asked a lot of questions. And I know oftentimes when we as human beings find ourselves in these situations, we're so freaked out and so panicked that we forget to stay calm and listen and Mm -hmm. start asking questions to people that really have some information that could help us. Yeah. Well, also another response a lot of people, uh, including myself, have found over the years of doing is denial. Like what you were saying a minute ago is like, well, uh, it's going to happen, so I have to accept it, whereas somebody else might say, well, I'm just going to shove it under the rug and hope it doesn't happen, or I'm just going to deal with it in the moment. So it sounds like you really empowered yourself right even before you got there. And I also find it interesting that you would use the word fortunate, 
when here you're getting thrown in prison under false conditions and you're using the word fortunate. So I think that really does go to show your, how you really shifted your thinking and accepting that situation. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a funny thing. I think that oftentimes um, you remember the story about the, you know, the chicken where the sky is falling, the sky is falling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we kind of run around um, in our own worlds, I'll call it, and really feel like, oh, my God, you know, there's something that's going to happen that we can't control. And when, I'm, when I was sitting in that particular position, I actually had information about what was pretty much about to occur. And I didn't know how it was going to occur or, you know, the circumstances that then uh, turned out in the courtroom, which was really just beyond anybody's imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's very difficult to be suddenly and surprisingly dumped by your attorney in the middle of a courtroom. Um, wow, I'm sorry. Just, yeah. yeah, I mean, the hearing was just nuts. And I think that when when you can find out that information, and I was very lucky, you know, to have someone like uh, my sensei, Don, who basically said, come up here. And mm-hmm. what he did with me to prepare for the environment that I was about to go into was beyond what anybody could ever fathom. And years later, a couple of years ago, but years later than when I was actually about to be sentenced, I went to his funeral. And at that time, I found out so much more about how much that community supported me, Mm -hmm. how much he was able to um, provide to me. And I gave that back to the community and told them what actually happened that day because mm-hmm. they didn't know that he was working with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he had wow. actually told everybody to respect his wishes and stay away from the dojo that day. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because well, what and, we did to prepare was beyond what anybody would have ever wanted to see. Yeah. <laughs> well, you brave woman. Yeah. So one of the um, the things that, that really impressed me when I was uh, watching one of your, your TV interviews was that you were talking about how you really felt like going into prison, that you felt like it was um, a sense of purpose maybe to help other people. And it's from the four months you were there, it sounds like you helped an incredible amount of, of individuals there. And uh, so I'd love for us to hear some of the stories around that, if, you, if you'd like to share that. I'd love to. You know, one of the things that oftentimes will change your mindset in a moment is by understanding that even in the worst possible moments of our lives, we can actually help somebody else. <laughs> and I really did not know what was, what was happening and more so why it was happening. So the frustration levels that I had were so high, but I kept telling my mother that there was somebody I really felt like in, in my cells, there was someone I was supposed to help, and that was my way to get, get to the other side of what was happening. Mm-hmm. And when I was actually with Don up in the dojo, he said, be invisible. And I said, you know, that's impossible. <laughs> you know, I mean, I just don't understand how that's going to happen. And he said, don't be your nice, helpful self. Uh-huh. He said, don't speak to anybody. Don't do anything. You know, just be invisible. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I went into Rikers feeling like I 
there's someone I'm supposed to help and I'm supposed to be invisible doing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be confusing feelings. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really um, sort of this very cloudy and foggy, you know, okay, how, what am I going to do now? Mm-hmm. And the most interesting thing occurred for me, I really felt like it was divine intervention. I really did exactly what he had said. Mm-hmm. And the people that I ran into there spoke to me mm-hmm. and asked me for help. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Isn't there, uh, there was a woman who really said that she had been praying for someone like you to come help her? Yes. When I actually got to the general dormitory um, after being in Rikers for about seven days, um, I ended up next to a woman who had asked me why I was there and, you know, was just trying to find out who I was being next to her. And it was so interesting because she said that she had been praying. She was Muslim. She was a lovely African-American woman, and she was Muslim, and she said that she had been praying to Allah for someone to help her with the situation that she had in her own life. Wow. And it was so fascinating because I really worked with her on personal growth and her own personal development for the four months that I was in Rikers. Wow, that's beautiful. I just completely, she just completely transformed right before my eyes, and it Mm. was so amazing and beautiful and I literally was just doing what came naturally to me and mm-hmm. as my nice helpful self <laughs> <laughs> well that yeah well we have a break coming up but I would love to hear more about the work that you're doing since you've been out of Rikers because it looks like you're a pretty busy person really making a difference in a lot of uh, people's lives and if anyone has a question for Jennifer feel free to call 888 888- Three four six nine one four one. after the break. We'll see you then. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You deserve to live the life you are meant to live. Your struggles can become the pathway to gratitude and the joy of living. The true voice of your inner you is longing to be heard by you again. Gain greater tools and awareness. The adventure is just beginning. Janice Darrow invites you to visit www.JaniceDarrow.com to learn more about the exciting work she's doing as an intuitive empowerment guide, vision board facilitator, workshop leader, and inspirational speaker. Your path begins with a single step. That's JaniceDarrow.com. J-A-N-E-S-E-D-E-R-R-O-U-G-H.com. Do you think about losing weight and living a healthier life? Are you ready to make a change but don't know where to start? Then you need to know about The Inner Way, a life-transforming inspirational DVD that will teach you how to change your thinking and change your life. Using the law of attraction, The Inner Way will explain why we become what we think about most and show you how to start attracting the things you truly want in life. The Inner Way is an exercise plan for your mind. Experts like Bob Proctor and Gay Hendricks will guide you through an abundant variety of tools to help you remap your thinking and start focusing on living the life you were meant to live. If weight loss and health always seem to be on your to-do list, you can get started today by visiting TheInnerWay.com. 
That's www.theinnerweigh.com. Watch the trailer, read the reviews, and discover why people are calling The Inner Way a film that everyone should watch. It's time to take that step toward the you that you were meant to be. It's time to experience The Inner Way. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. tuned in to Living the Best You with your host, Janice Darrow. To reach our show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That number again is 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to JaniceLD at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to Living the Best You. Hi, my name's Janice, and I'm here with fabulous, guest fabulous, Jennifer Wilkov. Um, and we were talking before the break. Uh, Jennifer had been uh, falsely accused uh, and, and thrown into a very violent prison for four months and uh, where she was really working on um, making a difference in other people's lives when her life was um, taken away from her for and rearranged. So, Jennifer... Um, one of the things that I that that I was reading was that uh, you were dating through all of this before this happened, and you were dating someone. So, uh, and he stuck through the whole the whole supporting you and through all this. What tell us more? That that would be kind of a it was mind boggling for you what you were going through. Uh, how was that with that situation? Well, you know, it's it's a very strange thing to be. Um, asked out on dates or, you know, people who are interested in dating you while you have this really inexplicable, inexplicable, excuse me, tornado that you're in the center of. (laughs) And so it was really a very, um, it was, again, one of those really divine um, experiences for me as a part of this whole experience. Mm-hmm. Because I actually, um, I was very honest up front uh, with this wonderful gentleman who I'm still very, uh, very good friends with and holy, holy uh, support. And I'm so happy that he has uh, such a wonderful life. And um, the two of us, he uh, found me. Mm-hmm. And I told him uh, when he found me four weeks before I was scheduled to be sentenced to go to Rikers Island. Um, I said, you know, I <laughs> I have to tell you that in, in four weeks, this is what's, uh, what it looks like is, is going to happen to me. And if this in any way makes you nervous, uh, you know, or you would like to run in the other direction with your hair on fire, you absolutely should. <laughs> <laughs> and he, and didn't. he was um, just phenomenal. He, wow. you know, he listened and understood the situation mm-hmm. and he said, you know, no, I'm not going anywhere. And oh. it was just really um, one of those miraculous uh, life events, I'd like to call it, where um, he was actually a thousand miles away from me um, mm-hmm. in the middle of the country. I was in New York, and um, we had met online, and so we were communicating, and um, it was just phenomenal. He ended up becoming my lifeline. Um, I was speaking to him a couple of times a day, uh, more than my parents, and he was communicating with my parents uh, for me. 
and my family, and wow. he was um, just phenomenal. And about halfway through, um, I'm a writer, <laughs> and so I was writing while I was incarcerated, and I was only allowed to have um, those little golf pencils you get when you go play golf at the, at, uh, the golf courses. And oh, wow. I was also allowed to have uh, loose-leaf paper like you would get in uh, high school. Mm-hmm. So I was running out of paper, and and I was telling him, you know, I, I, need, more, I need more paper. And he said, well, why don't I bring it to you? Oh, and I sweet. said, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> and I really had strong feelings that I didn't want to meet him in person while I was in this, you know, horrific situation. It's not like you can dress up and wear makeup, you know, right. you pretty much... Um, are, that's not going to happen. And so um, we went back and forth, and I finally said yes. And he flew across the country. And the funniest thing that occurred regarding that was the entire prison knew that he was coming. Because oh, wow. the woman that um, received the mail, because they mm-hmm. go through your mail, um, she had seen as as... I had been there. I got mail every single day, which was an anomaly and quite um, quite fun for all the other inmates because every day there was mail, I received mail. So they were always excited that the mail person was coming for me. It was really very interesting. Um, but he was sending me pictures and cards and all kinds of things. So when the mail lady found out that he was actually coming to the prison, well, the whole prison knew. And so it was phenomenal. And when he came to uh, check in, the woman that checked him in, or the officer that checked him in, knew who he was. <laughs> not doing invisible very well, were you? <laughs> yeah, not very invisible at all. It was, it was quite entertaining and yeah. very, very surprising. Um, it's sort of like being the most popular girl, and I just was sort of like, but I'm supposed to be invisible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. But what a beautiful friendship, I mean, to come and, and to, to really be there as a true friend. That's very sweet. You know, it was really remarkable. He um, he and I wanted to find out if we had chemistry. And um, so when I actually came out to the visitor floor to meet him, I actually leapt eight feet in the air into his arms and he <laughs> caught me. <laughs> and the entire floor, officers, inmates, Visitors, everybody uh, stopped. That's chemistry. Yeah, they had they had no idea what to do with us. <laughs> and, wow. You know, I mean, really, when you're on a visitor floor in that prison, you're allowed to kiss and hug hello, and then you're supposed to be apart. You're supposed mm-hmm. to be separated. So here we are. I'm, you know, wrapped around him in his arms, hugging him, you know, as hard as I can, and getting, you know, receiving the same from him. And they literally had no idea what to do with us. <laughs> and so finally, an officer came over and tapped us on the shoulder and said, "Really, you guys have to separate." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Um. So. So. Then you kept in touch, or you're really good friends now. Um. Yeah, we actually dated for um, two and a half years mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. the time that we met. And um, when we um, stopped dating each other romantically, we've continued to be great friends. And, oh, that's um, beautiful. You know, it's really something that um, was really uh, meant to be uh, sort of 
experience that we both acknowledge and we're both very grateful for. We have no, you know, neither one of us has any regrets. We're still very supportive of one another and really wish only the best and highest happiness for each other. Mm-hmm. You know, that's wonderful. That's really, I think, a testament to what you can really experience in any situation that you find so upsetting, so unnerving, so upside down in your life is that you really have that choice to figure out how you're going to handle it, and so do the other people around you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I had people running with their hair on fire in the other direction. <laughs> yeah. And well, I, I wanted... had these people, you know, that were running to me. Yeah, to hold you. To to eight me, feet. Hold me. It's <laughs> to, to catch you eight feet in the air. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, the, the uh, question I, that I had was uh, in thinking about your life. I mean, you had a very successful motivational speaking, writing career where you were really making a difference. And you got, you got basically taken from this very successful life and put, put into a prison. And so how did you get back on your feet? How did you get back into the rhythm that, that well, in some ways it doesn't sound like you've, you left it even though you were in such a foreign country. Uh, but how did you reestablish your life again once you did get out? Um, that's something that most people in my world have marveled at. And it was really me following my heart. I came out and I hadn't slept in four and a half months, or I'm sorry, in four months. Mm-hmm. And I literally had a line around the block waiting to work with me when I came out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had gone into Rikers with a storage unit. Uh, everything that I had had been taken from me. And I was part of a mastermind group of four people, me being one of the four, before I had gone in. And I came out, and the first thing that my mastermind partners wanted to do was put up a website for me with the truth. Mm-hmm. And that was the first thing that we did. The second thing that I said when, as soon as I came out to all of these requests, can you work with me on this book and on this you know, project, mm-hmm. I said, you know, I need to sleep for about six weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have well, live. so do I you think no that, that, yeah, well, I mean, it was probably was four and a half months because the anxiety coming up to that, I'm sure, was pretty horrendous. So it do you think that <laughs> being in Rikers and really opening yourself to helping uh, you're talking about the the woman that was the the different people there. Do you feel like that openness of helping and that attitude that you really held was really what kept um, your life or brought your life back quite quickly after you came out? Well, you know, one of the things that I really believed um, was that that I really had the right to remain fabulous. I really knew that this had no impact on me whatsoever, and that really was my belief. I knew I was innocent. I knew that someone had spun the truth um, to what they needed people to know in this situation, which was, you know, not true. And it was really, um, it was quite bizarre because I literally, you I was told that no one could tell this was happening to me. I still got dressed. I still did, you know, all all these things. I mean, literally the week before I was sentenced to Rikers and sent to Rikers, I was speaking on the floor of Book Expo America in Los Angeles. 
Mm-hmm. And that's the nation's largest publishing event in mm-hmm. the United States. So, I mean, literally, right up until wow. I went in. <laughs> Living two ro- worlds do, at the same you know? time, yeah. So I came but- out, you know, one of the best things that happened to me while I was in Rikers that affected me when I got out of Rikers was that all the people in my circle sent me cards and letters and books and articles and all the kinds of things that reminded me of who I was and mm-hmm. who I am so that I wouldn't forget. Oh, wow. So what would you um, suggest or recommend with your great wisdom to someone who might not be feeling like their fabulous self and they're in a difficult situation? What would be your great wisdom for them? Well, one of the things I often recommend to people who ask that question is, when was the last time you looked in the mirror and actually looked at yourself and what do you see? Mm-hmm. Because too often we are incredibly harsh on ourselves and we actually don't acknowledge ourselves for who we are in each moment. And oftentimes we are doing the best we can with what we have in the moment that we're in. Mm-hmm. And so you recommend just looking in the mirror and being in the moment with, with, the, with their selves and appreciating that or just looking and seeing their fabulousness? What, what is the step after looking in the mirror at themselves? That they're, are they talking in their head about, wow, I'm fabulous? Uh, what's the specific practical detail? Most of the time, what I suggest to people to start with is look at the mirror And acknowledge who's in there. Mm -hmm. Who is it? Who are you actually seeing? And what are you saying to yourself? Because if you're actually saying negative things to yourself or or you're talking to yourself about all the things that you should be doing or could be doing or didn't do or, you know, all of those types of things, all you're really doing is tearing yourself apart. And by putting you in front of the mirror, you can watch yourself do it live. Yeah, like well, TV. See, yeah, from, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I want you to do something else. I want you to listen and acknowledge and understand what are you doing to yourself because the only person who can take that fabulous away from you is you. Mm-hmm. It is nobody else. And when you actually see what's happening to yourself in the mirror and you can see what you're doing to yourself, that's where the change, the change has to occur. Mm-hmm. I like that. It has yeah, to well, start with you. Yeah. For me, because I was um, given a lot of messages in my earlyhood that I wasn't fabulous, as I know other people have, um, I had to really dive a little deeper than the present moment to find that fabulousness within myself. Um, but I really like your idea about looking in the mirror and, and seeing the fabulous. Um, so uh, I, that's a wonderful wonderful tool we all need to remember that and just love ourselves up because you're right we are really harsh on ourselves and um it sounds like with with uh coming out of rikers you just uh other than needing six weeks of sleep you you didn't really skip a be and miss a beat there you you kept on going <laughs> i did you know it's something where um I think oftentimes in life we don't really understand how much we can actually help people. And, you know, one I'll give you two really um, wonderful quotes that I really enjoy. Bill Parcells, the former coach of the New York Giants, said that 
you are the hardest person you'll ever get to know. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes we don't actually take the time to get to know who we are. Mm -hmm. And I think in a lot of ways um, we can, we can do our very best to get to know other people, but it's so valuable and so rewarding and so meaningful to get to know who you are and accept who you are, you know, really understand who you are and be that person instead of somebody else's definition of who you're supposed to be. Right. Um, You know, that's like incredibly important. And (laughs) Helen Keller also talked about the fact that even if you help one person, you know, I may only be one person, but I can certainly help one other person. (laughs) And I really believe that is, you know, in any situation, whatever circumstance you have, wherever you are on the planet, there's always some way that you can help someone. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, oh, that's sorry. incredibly important for people to understand. Whatever stage of life you're at, no matter how much is in your bank account, no matter where you live, no matter what you're doing, you know, even I see, you know, people hear about homeless people who have helped other homeless people. You know, it's something where it's not about who you are, how much you have. It's what do you want to do? That's mm-hmm. all you need to know. What do you want yeah. to do? Well, we talked on the first show, we talked about there's research that shows about how making a difference or helping other people actually increases our confidence and builds um, builds our what they call vagal tone that, and um, oxytocin in the body that helps us feel more love. So, you know, that's really interesting point where you're talking about, you know, just helping that you can make a difference or help one other person than, than you are really touching lives of of many, because that person will then go on and touch their one person. Uh, so we are going to have a break. Um, after the break, if anyone has a question for Jennifer, uh, call 888-346-9141. And um, we'll talk more about Jennifer and her um, fabuloso, <laughs> fabulous self. So thanks. And uh, listen to you on the other side. on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You deserve to live the life you are meant to live. Your struggles can become the pathway to gratitude and the joy of living. The true voice of your inner you is longing to be heard by you again. Gain greater tools and awareness. The adventure is just beginning. Janice Darrow invites you to visit www.JaniceDarrow.com to learn more about the exciting work she's doing as an intuitive empowerment guide, vision board facilitator, workshop leader, and inspirational speaker. Your path begins with a single step. That's JaniceDarrow.com. J-A-N-E-S-E-D-E-R-R-O-U-G-H.com. Do you think about losing weight and living a healthier life? Are you ready to make a change but don't know where to start? Then you need to know about The Inner Way, a life-transforming inspirational DVD that will teach you how to change your thinking and change your life. Using the law of attraction, The Inner Way will explain why we become what we think about most and show you how to start attracting the things you truly want in life. The Inner Way is an exercise plan for your mind. 
Experts like Bob Proctor and Gay Hendricks will guide you through an abundant variety of tools to help you remap your thinking and start focusing on living the life you were meant to live. If weight loss and health always seem to be on your to-do list, you can get started today by visiting TheInnerWay.com. That's www.TheInnerWeigh.com. Watch the trailer, read the reviews, and discover why people are calling The Inner Way a film that everyone should watch. It's time to take that step toward the you that you were meant to be. It's time to experience The Inner Way. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. tuned in to Living the Best You with your host, Janice Darrow. To reach our show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That number again is 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to JaniceLD at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to Living the Best You. Hi, my name is Janice Darrow, and I'm here with our fabulous guest, Jennifer Wilkoff, who uh, we've been talking about her um, story, her uh, uh, incredible and interesting story where um, it, it has a lot of levels, not just incredible, but pretty devastating. And at the same time, how Jennifer handled it is just quite remarkable. Uh, so, Jennifer, uh, one of the things is you, you were in uh, Rikers Island for four months um, and and you obviously were innocent all along. So how did it come out that you were innocent? Were you proven innocent at the end of all of this this journey that you had? You know, it's a. I'm so glad that you asked that because um, I was released in 2008 in October, and in 2011. I was in an arbitration in the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, which is the entity in the United States that actually oversees all of the major stock, all of the stock markets in this nation, all of the brokerage firms, and all of the individual advisors, which I was. And amazingly, and thank God, they actually denied every claim that was being brought against me, including... It was beyond what had happened in the criminal courts, and it was really remarkable because finally the truth was coming out. Um, We actually, um, all of the claims of fraud, withholding material facts, failure to disclose, and even the breach of my own franchise agreement with the firm that I was working with, all of the claims that were being levied by the firm were, were denied. And the firm actually admitted information in that, in that arbitration that actually showed that I was innocent. And it was remarkable because we were sitting there trying to figure out what is going on, why is this happening, and there it was in black and white, <laughs> you know. And, You're um, free! It's so rewarding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's so, it's so interesting. And, you know, I am a member of the media, and it was so um, sad that the media was so excited to hype all of the lies that were being mm-hmm. told and when the truth came out, um, they actually didn't do as much about the truth as they did about, you know, when people were purporting all of these lies. So 
um, it was very rewarding to have the industry that actually regulated everything that I was doing and everything that the firm was doing say that this woman is innocent and she followed all the protocols that were there mm-hmm. for her to follow. And that was wow. extremely rewarding. But wow, yeah. did it take a lot to get there. Yeah, well, and also the media does like to go on, um, you know, the, the sometimes negativity about things. So bless your heart for really standing up in your own innocence and, and uh, just living that truth, which, you know, obviously came to be known by everybody. So, so yay. And, uh, and, and one of the things that I was seeing that you do is you work with people with um, becoming authors or writing their story. And uh, you have a book. Uh, the, the, your book is your hook. Is that? Are you, are you there? Yes. Yes, your book is your hook is the name of the title of your book, um, and the, and you work with people with really writing their story. So I'd love to hear more about that. Um, your book is your hook is by consulting company, um, where I actually help people with writing, marketing, getting published, and taking their creative ideas to Hollywood film and television and Broadway theater. And for me, I work as a consultant. And it's incredibly important to me that we share our stories with each other because that's really how we learn. And when we learn from one another, we move humankind forward. And that's my personal mission is to move humankind forward as much as possible with all of the projects and all of the pieces that I work on, either in my own personal writing and producing or in helping others get their stories and ideas out to where they can touch as many lives as possible. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exciting. So um, can you just share your email address or a way to contact you, your website, to our listeners? Because um, there's a lot of stories to be shared, and, and I think it's um, you know really good that you offer this consulting. So what, uh, how can they contact you? Um, if you are interested in contacting me about your book, your book idea, concept, partial manuscript, you want an agent... <laughs> you have an idea for Hollywood, um, please go to yourbookisyourhook.com, yourbookisyourhook.com, and there you can see more about me. I'm also reachable on LinkedIn, um, so it's very easy to reach out to me and connect with me there as well. Well, great, great. So I wanted to um, ask you a question about what, you know, through all of that um, horrendous I mean, I think it's horrendous, but the way you make it sound was like you were fortunate. Um, experience in Rikers Island in the prison, um, through all that and then being accused and the media coming at you, what, um, what did you learn? What profound wisdom did you gain through all of that? Because, you know, most people, when they have such um, life-changing experiences, will either come out bitter or wiser. And it, obviously, you're not bitter. So I would say the wisdom seems like you came full force out with. So would you like to share some of that wisdom and really what you gained from learning through all of this experiences that you went through? I'd really, I'd be delighted to because one of the most important things, and I, if you follow me on Facebook, um, you know, you want to follow me on Twitter, um, you'll always see that every day I post the same wisdom, which is you have the right to remain fabulous. And it's so incredibly important that people understand that nobody can take that away from you. 
even if you get the worst devastating news you could ever imagine in your life, you're the same person that you were five minutes before you got that news. And however you decide to carry yourself into the next moment is who you're going to be. So there's nobody telling you that you can't be just as fabulous as you were five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. the only person really, and it's a logical thing for, you know, especially the men that are listening, it's a logical thing. You know, for women, we get very emotional. Really, it's, it's the truth. And mm-hmm. when you understand that you can be fabulous always, regardless of the situation, circumstance, or condition that you're in, it's all in how you choose to carry yourself it's all in how you choose to handle the situations that are before you and the steps that you choose to take. We often say that we are our choices. Well, we are our choices, and you have every right to walk the same streets as everybody else, to say the same things as everybody else, to meet with the people that you would for your business. You, you can do anything that you want. There's nobody that's going to take that away from you except you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, when a person's walking around saying, okay, I'm fabulous, and you're talking about women having more emotions, so sometimes it's easier for men to just logically go to, I'm fabulous. Here I am. I'm showing up in life. Um, but oftentimes there's that negative voice going, well, no, you're not. You, you know, blah, blah, blah. Or what are they going to think about me? Or, or you know, what? And a lot of... Um, negative self-talk that we do. And I think men, I've, I've seen, I, I would say men do it as well. Uh, it's not just a woman thing. But um, so what would you say when, to a person who might have a lot of negative self-talk while they're working on accepting their fabulousness? What, what is your great wisdom on how they can move through that with the, the negative voice if it's getting a little louder? The more the volume goes up, the more... I encourage you to question it. I've been one of these one of these uh, children, I'll call it, all my life, who always is the person that says, "Well, why does it have to be that way?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I would encourage you to question, "Why are you doing that to yourself?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does it yeah. bring you any joy? Does it bring you more love? Does it? bring you to a greater place in your life today? Does it help you help someone else today? If it's not doing any of those things, I really want to know why are you doing it to yourself? Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. it's not helping you. It's not helping somebody else. And it's not putting you in a position where you can actually act on all the things that you said you wanted to do and be and have and go, you know, it, t- it, it steals your life from you when you actually do that to yourself. And a lot of people would say to me, Janice, you know, what was prison like? I'm like, well, you know, you don't have to go to prison to understand what being in prison feels like because mm-hmm. a lot of us imprison ourselves. And what you're right. talking about with the self-talk is one of the highest ways that we do it. We actually mm-hmm. put ourselves down and we take ourselves away from ourselves. And that's just terrible. Because it really, your life could be so much richer and enriching if you just allowed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know for me, and I appreciate you talking about how the negative self-talk is, is like a prison. And, and I know for me, what has helped me rise above that negative self-talk is to feel like I'm making a difference for someone else. That, that whatever I'm showing up for isn't about 
just me. It's really about making a difference. And when I get myself out of the way and I really think about service to another person, I find myself to be less negative self-talking. So that, that's been my method. But I really appreciate when you're talking about the prison because you're right. Most, uh, most of us have experienced that uh, at one time in our life. And those who haven't, yay. <laughs> so, um, so yay. Um, so what last words of wisdom would you like to share with us? Um, we're, we're coming to the end of the show and I'd uh, love to hear last words of wisdom. Well, I encourage you to understand yourself, but more than that, stand up and cheer for yourself. If you've never done it, stand up and give yourself a standing ovation. And better yet, go do it in the mirror so you can actually watch yourself celebrate you. (laughs) I think most people don't know how to do that, Janice. And if you want more information from me, you can certainly go to my website, which is my name, jenniferswilkov.com, or follow me on your favorite social network. You can find me anywhere you like. And, you know, that's really what I would say is if you can actually find a way in your world to celebrate yourself every single day, I would, I would stand up and cheer for you. <laughs> Yay. Well, thank you, Jennifer Wilkov, and we appreciate you being on the show. And um, if you want more information on Jennifer, go to her website, and uh, we appreciate you, Jennifer. Thank you. Thank you so and much. And I'm going to talk about it. next week's show. Um, we're going to do a shout-out for Jennifer right now. Yay, Jennifer, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, next week's show is Paddling Up a New River and Follow Your Dream, and our guest is Dr. Brian Robinson. And Brian is a novelist, licensed psychotherapist, professor emeritus at the University of North Carolina at Charlotte. And after publishing 35 nonfiction books, Brian has changed the course of his life with his new novel, Limestone Gumption. And uh, so come listen and get inspired on following your own heart. And we appreciate you on the show. And um, you, can, you can contact me at JaniceLD, J-A-N-E-S-E-L-D, at gmail.com if you have any questions. And I can answer them next week. So have a delightful week. And thank you for being your fabulous self. We appreciate you joining us for this week's edition of Living the Best You with Janice Darrow. Please tune in again next Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, get ready to have the best time of your life. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.